Hello and thank you for listening. I am so excited to say that I now have a Patreon that you can go to. I'll make sure I include the information in the show notes. But I have multiple tiers you can choose from. $1, $3, and $5 tiers. The $1 Spooky Soul tier gives you access to an online Discord community that is filled with fellow spooky souls. If you want to talk about creepy, cozy things, you might be interested in that. The $2 Cryptid Creature tier lets you have that online community, as well as giving you early access to episodes, bonus content, and secret bonus content. And the $5 Kachu Cuddler tier, named after my fluffy, squish-faced kitty, lets you have that online community, early access to episodes, and the bonus material, but it also lets you suggest future episodes and I'll shout out your name during each episode. Thank you so much for your listenership and support, and I can't wait to talk to you more soon. Hello, and welcome to Creepy Core and Folklore, the show about creatures, encounters, old tales, and myths. I'm your host, Iona Wayland a dark fantasy author, mental health professional, and overall curious person. I want to join other spooky souls and hear about these unusual stories. Hello, spooky soul, and welcome to October. This is so exciting. I know I talked about this last year. It's so cool that I can say that because I've been doing this for over a year now. Hooray, hooray. But August and October are like my favorite months. And October is where I feel really creative and rejuvenated and just like super good. And so I'm thinking about doing something a little differently this October. Um, I'm pre-recording this per usual. That's just like what I do. But I'm putting this out there. So hopefully this doesn't flop. But I really wanted to do an October project, something that's just specific um, and creative and just focused on stuff that I'm interested in. And originally, my plan was to release my sequel this year in October, but that was not feasible with all of the physical health setbacks and changes with being a parent and diving straight back into work being a specialized mental health professional. Now I have a bit more balance and I've been writing more, but my my pace is way slower when it comes to creating novels um, when I used to be able to hunker down and write a whole bunch and edit and stay up all night if I needed to or um, just fill up my free time with writing. I just don't have that availability. And even though I'm still making sure I keep up with writing, the balance and the pacing is much slower especially with a full-time job and especially with all of the health scares that I've had over the past, I guess, two and a half years at this point. But I'm trying to be okay with the nice slow pace that I have because no one is breathing down my neck and there's no deadlines or anything. So what I'm doing instead is trying, we will see how this goes, to release a video a day over on Creepy Corn Folklore YouTube channel so I can talk about spooky stuff with you every single day, all 31 days. 
I'm putting that out there as like my pie in the sky goal because I'm not familiar with video editing and I'm not familiar with the YouTube space other than making some shorts sometimes. But I just wanted to try something out and kind of push myself out of my comfort zone. Speaking of pushing myself outside my comfort zone and focusing more on creativity, I am so excited to share with you that I actually released merch and I cannot wait for you to see the designs. The same artist who made the creepy core and folklore cover for like the show art with the little ghosty ghost because I know you're a spooky soul. I'm a spooky soul. And so I have spooky soul merch for for you if you're interested. Um, And there's three particular designs. One is of a skeleton. One is some ghosty ghost energy in a cornfield. And the third one is, of course, of Kachu. Snaggletooth and all. I have a bunch of designs and little sayings and things that you might enjoy. But I also would love it if you checked out those three original pieces by the artist um, who goes by at L-O-K D-U-N-K. He's just a brilliant, brilliant illustrator. I can't wait for you to see what his designs are and how he's really encapsulated spooky soul interests and tastes. But yeah, check out my merch if you're interested and I hope you love it. Also, if you're in the mood for a spooky story that's an allegory for living with PTSD, then you can check out Ashes by yours truly, Iona Whalen. <laughs> it's available in paperback, ebook, and audiobook formats um, on Amazon and Audible. It's a chilling tale, a bit of a heavy read, uh, especially with grief and loss depictions, um, and it's dark fantasy. So if you're into that kind of thing, then you can check out my book. It's crazy to think how Ashes came out about three years ago, it came out on 10, 10, 20 amidst the pandemic, which was a wild ride. And it's also within Hispanic Heritage Month, which is a really has really weird dates that like encapsulates September and October. And 10, 10 is World Mental Health Day. So it just was a really cool way to celebrate my release. Um, and it's really crazy that it's been three years on 1010. I am so loving this month's adventures. I'm super looking forward to it. But in order to do that, I'm going to, of course, keep doing my pre-recording thing, um, like with this episode. But I'm also going to use listener stories. As much as I love talking about people's individual paranormal experiences, I'm super thankful that there were several folks who will be uh, highlighted this month. And instead of a topic deep dive, I'm going to depict their experiences as they've written it into me. So I can still have an episode each Monday per usual. So let's hear what this spooky soul has to say. So today's story is going to focus on Brianna or Brianna, and I feel really bad because we talk a ton and I don't know how to say her name because we message back and forth, but she is one of the co-hosts of Smut Your Mouth, 
where they read erotica and they talk about the books that they read and it's hilarious because some things are very spicy and some things are ridiculously funny. So if you're into reading erotica or spicy romances and you can give their podcast a listen, they're fantastic. But Brianna writes, hey, Iona, here's my story, pictures and all, enjoy. In the spring of 2014, I bought a cute little red house in Wrightstown, Wisconsin. I lived there alone with my then six-year-old son. My bedroom was on the first floor and my son's in a spare bedroom were on the second floor. The staircase entrance was in the kitchen and the staircase was to the right of a door that led to a half basement type space. I know exactly the type of basement you're talking about. Um, I feel like you can like keep coal in that. It's like you can call it like a coal room and stuff. Maybe five feet by five feet and with a ceiling that I would guess was five feet tall. So like a little cube. From the time we moved in, I never cared for the half basement. I always felt like there was just something very off about it. I mean, basements are creepy in general, but this one takes the cake. Totally agree. All basements have lurking energy and, you know, they can be great for storage, but creepy as hell. On weekends, when my son was at his dad's place, I'd hear such violent running around in the spare bedroom above my bedroom that my chandelier would shake and rattle. Ew, I don't like it. (laughs) My only solution, being a single, not well-off mother, was to buy earplugs, turn on a fan at night or for some white noise, and tough it out. I mean, it's one of those things where you're like, I have to live here. It's not like it's super easy to relocate. I'm just going to like make this work for me. I totally hear you on that. After about a year, my son started telling me that there was a woman and two kids in his room who kept him awake at night. I have goosebumps. It's already happening. It's already happening. (laughs) I was so freaked out that I asked my then boyfriend to move in with his five-year-old daughter. He was fully aware of the situation, but didn't believe in any of it. After a few months of them living with us, my boyfriend's daughter wasn't feeling well and was lying on the couch in the spare bedroom above my bedroom. When I went up to check on her, she was curled up in a ball on one side of the couch, looking irritated and scared. I asked her what was wrong and she pointed her toe to the other side of the couch and said, that little girl, the one who lives in the, the one who lives in the couch, she won't leave me alone. No. <laughs> I hate this. I told my boyfriend about it and he dismissed it as simply being a child's imagination. One of the nights following that incident, my son came running into my bedroom in the middle of the night, hysterical. He said he came downstairs to get a drink of water from the kitchen, which was at the bottom of the stairs. And there was a wolf with red eyes staring at him from the corner. Ooh, I feel like that's a thing. Like, I feel like that's not the first time I've heard that kind of story before. Uh, I don't know what that is, but ew. I let him sleep on my floor that night as there was no way I was going to walk him back up to his room or force him to have to sleep alone. I think that as tough as it is to sleep with your kid because, man, I've had a lot of sleepless nights during teething. Let me tell you right now. Uh, But whenever you have your kids sleep with you, I think that's a really helpful thing if they need that kind of 
security or going through a moment in their life where they need more reassurance. And I know it's hard, though. So I commend you for doing that. I think that made him feel safe. At about the same time, my son and boyfriend's daughter both started getting really irritable, crabby, defiant, and borderline violent. That's really sad. I'm so sorry. His irritability continued, but he stopped threatening me. My boyfriend's daughter would cry constantly and began hitting us and thrashing about when it was time for bed at night. It was very confusing because we worked hard to provide a peaceful and loving home for the kids, and we even made sure to spend time each night doing something together. So, despite my skeptic boyfriend's insistence, I knew the kids' behavior were unnatural, and something was definitely wrong. I finally called my mom and had her get me in touch with a pastor who performed an exorcism on her house when I was 10. He came to pray over my house, prayed in all the rooms on the first floor, but didn't necessarily go into the small low ceiling half basement right off the kitchen or the crawl space underneath the kitchen. Instead, he told me that demons tend to live in dark, damp places and with his Bible in one hand, lifted his other hand to generally pray over the areas. I felt like this probably wouldn't be enough that he would maybe need to enter those spaces to pray over them thoroughly, but he insisted it was enough. He's the expert, not me, so I accepted it. The pastor then led us up the stairs with my two sisters behind him, then me, my boyfriend, and my dad behind. Suddenly, near the top of the stairs, the pastor turned to my sister and asked, "'How is your faith?' They both replied that their faith was strong and they were believers. I found out later that right before the pastor asked them about their fi- their faith, they felt something cold and eerie rush past them down the stairs. I heard this from the both of them at different times, and they hadn't discussed it with one another. I imagine the pastor sensed something was there as well. I, however, didn't sense anything. I was already uneasy as it was. Anyway, he finished praying throughout the second floor And then the pastor left, letting me know to call if anything happened. He said that the spirits would try to come back and that we should pray daily and keep our defenses and faith strong. He said that any weakness would invite the entity or entities back in. All the while, my boyfriend was incredibly doubtful this would amount to anything because he didn't believe the house had any issues in the first place. We didn't have any incidents dot 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 for a while and the kids moods even turned back to their usual selves silly and sassy but no longer irritable and emotional sometime in the next few months my boyfriend and I broke up for unrelated reasons and I decided to put my creepy house up for sale in November of 2015 I totally I I think that is the best decision if possible and it sounds like finally in 2015 that was possible It was just too much for me to take care of by myself while working full-time and raising a kid. The day I accepted an offer on the house in December, my son, same scenario, coming downstairs for a drink, came busting into my room, bawling that there was a sheep with red eyes in the kitchen. Hmm, yeah. In parentheses, she has here, first a wolf, then a sheep. Hmm, yeah, that's my reaction. Interesting. Also very symbolic, like, a wolf in sheep's clothing kind of thing. I don't know if that's related at all because they're both very upsetting looking, but that's very strange. And here's where my oh hell no internal alarms went off. Remember the tiny low ceiling eerie basement I mentioned earlier? About a week after the sheep incident, I sent my son down there to clean the cat litter one evening while I took the trash out to the garage. While outside, I heard him yelling for me, not in a frantic way, but perhaps concerned. 
I walked back into the house, stood in the doorway to the small basement and asked, what's up, buddy? He looked up at me with huge eyes and said, something told me, kill your mom, but I don't want to. Every muscle in my body froze and I suddenly felt staticky and cold. I'll never forget that feeling, pure panic and dread. I asked him to repeat it, hoping I misheard. And sure as shit, something audibly and hoarsely from right behind his right ear in a man's voice told him to kill me. With shaking hands, I called my sister and told her what happened. Her only response was, get out of there now. Yeah, I have goosebumps again. This is like, that's so scary. I beckoned for my son to come to me from where he was in the basement, hugged him tight and thanked him for being smarter than whatever it was that told him to kill me. That's absolutely right. That is absolutely right. That's horrifying. Also, like, I just want to make a side note. There are times where like there are these weird intrusive thoughts that people can get like any human. It doesn't even have to be like neurodivergent related like OCD or whatever or like trauma related. It can just be like brains are weird. Even if you're listening and you don't necessarily believe that this was related to a haunting or this negative entity in in their life. I also feel like let's say it was quote just an intrusive thought. I think that that's really important that this kind of interaction was made where it's like good job not listening to that because it's just nothing can force you to do anything you don't want to do when it comes to intrusive thoughts and and I love the reward system of like you're so brave that was so hard to say and that had to have been hard for Brianna to keep her cool and just like make sure you know you really held your kid that that's really good that's really really good I mean I think you're haunted if that (laughs) makes any changes I also side note side note want to say that uh, just because someone has weird intrusive thoughts or odd thoughts or whatever doesn't mean that the person is going to end up doing that interaction um, or even wanting to like thoughts don't equal like you wanting to do the thing. They're just weird things your brain can do. But that's specifically like not haunting related. I don't know anything about like, I mean, I'm interested in these spooky stories and scary tales um, and paranormal experiences, but I definitely like do not know. <laughs> about any of this stuff. (laughs) Like, I don't know what this is. It's so scary. (laughs) I then threw my son and the cat in the car and hauled ass to my parents' house an hour and a half away, not even bothering to turn off the lights. Excellent. I love that getaway car moment. I called the pastor the next day and told him what happened. And he said that sometimes demons can lay dormant and whatever it was was probably hiding in the dark, cold, damp basement or the dank crawl space and wasn't happy we were leaving. Ugh. Ugh. I only went back to the ha- that house once by myself while inside hurriedly grabbed some clothing from the laundry room next to the kitchen. I heard something roll off the kitchen counter and land on the floor. It sounded like a screw or something. I noped pretty hard, grabbed what I could and got out of there. I visited the historical society in Wrightstown a couple days after to try and find out what I could about the house, but with no luck. They had nothing except that the house was built in 1900. No name of previous owners, no incidents on the property, absolutely nothing on record on record is right that is the end of her email thank you so much brianna slash brianna i'm really sorry i i'm really sorry i said your name wrong um potentially um i appreciate you sending this in that is so hard to talk about that's really scary and it's hard to wrap your mind about the unexplainable i mean your little buddy like your little guy you had to be this really tough brave 
and supportive mom through all of this. There's lots of changes, the moving and the new house slash the new to you, but old house. Um, It sounds like it was kind of in a rural setting. And then also going through like a partner moving in slash a breakup is like, there's a lot going on. So I like really respect all the decisions you made to make sure that you and your little guy are safe. That had to have been hard. Well, thank you so much for submitting stories and thank you so much for listening. And I'll come back next week with another listener story. Talk to you then. Thanks to all you spooky souls out there for listening to Creepy Core and Folklore. Follow on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok if you're looking for more uncanny content. If you have your own tales to tell, you can email creepycoreandfolklore at gmail.com. If you like this, please leave a review wherever you get your podcasts or tell a friend who might enjoy these stories to spread the word. If you're interested in dark fantasy, check out my Hollowverse series. Ashes is available now in paperback and ebook on Amazon and audiobook on Audible, and the sequel is underway. I'm Iona Wayland, and I'll see you next time.